Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of The Inside Scoop. I'm David Owen. Anytime impassioned leaders of different walks of life meet to make important decisions, keeping discussions orderly and productive can be a real challenge. Cobb School Board Chairman David Chastain took on that challenge a few months ago back in January, and he's here with us now. Mr. Chastain, thanks for coming in. Well, David, thank you for inviting me in. I'm glad to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. We, we see you on the board meetings, and, and you get to speak every now and then, but as, as board chair, you weren't born a board chair, so you had a life before that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you. Well, actually, um, I've grown up in Cobb County. Now, I will disclose that I was born in Atlanta. In fact, uh, when I was, until I was middle of fourth grade, I lived on the hill where the Carter Presidential Library is now. Huh. And back in 1966, uh, the state decided they were going to build a highway through that area, condemned lots of neighborhoods and that sort of thing. So there was a migration. Yeah. And we ended up in January of 67 moving out to what was East Marietta. Uh, in fact, I went to Brumby Elementary School then and went to East Cobb Junior High later on. And now Brumby Elementary and the new East Cobb Middle School are right across the street from my subdivision. Oh, wow. So, so did that and then uh, have, you know, grown up in Cobb County except for uh, a couple of work assignments. Neither one lasted more than a year. I've lived in Cobb County all my life. Okay. So uh, speaking of work, what do you do for a living? I well, mean, board chair doesn't. Well, that's exactly it. Pay well. <laughs> well, no, I, we stay busy. Uh, for the last 25 years, I've worked for a local defense contractor, Lockheed Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, prior to that, the first 17 years of my career, I was involved in uh, wholesale distribution, working with uh, supply chain is what we call it now. We hadn't coined that phrase yet. Mm-hmm. But I would work for manufacturers building up distribution uh, through, through distributors around the southeast and the Midwest. And uh, got out and saw lots of small businesses, uh, was involved in food service packaging and then uh, sanitary supplies, equipment, and then industrial packaging for a number of years, which allowed me to meet. I mean, I've visited oyster farms down in South Georgia. I've called on major <laughs> banana importers. I've uh, <laughs> this is I, pretty I've, diverse I, printing plant. Yeah, I mean, in, 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 uh, the first seventeen years afforded me the opportunity to see how many different skills and all the different talent it takes for a society to have the kind of commerce it takes for everyone to thrive. Yeah, there's, uh, I think of uh, Marietta Industrial Park over there, and uh, you could drive down through there and see uh, just hundreds of different types of things happening, um, from HVAC installers to you know, some company manufacturing widgets, whatever. Um, it's pretty diverse yeah. background. And if I may, think about, we just, the, the tallest building now in Cobb County is TK Elevator. Yeah. And that giant building is a, basically a giant test bed for elevator concepts. But mm-hmm. to build the building itself required uh, technology and expertise and skills of all different levels just to put the building in place. And then you think about the attorneys, the the people that, that are involved with the money. I mean, I cannot think of a th- – I mean, in a goodness gracious, think about safety and, and that sort of thing. So. Oh, yeah. To me, that one building right there symbolizes why education is so important so that uh, every student walks away with 
basic knowledge so they can learn how to take on these giant tasks. Yeah, that, that building's like 400 feet tall yes. or something. It looks like it, an elevator shaft, right? It, <laughs> and I think that's what it was meant to look like. <laughs> Beautiful architecture. I love yes, it. Yes. All right, so let, let's pivot now to your position on the school board. As the board chair, you've been chair since January, so you're, you're basically about the halfway, maybe a little bit beyond the halfway point. Can you reflect on your experience and you know what that's been like? Well, um, <clears throat> this is the third time that I've been chair, and uh, you know whenever you have an election, the the, the makeup of the board changes. But uh, you know, I, I I remind myself that every individual member. This is not like we all applied for a job and somebody was trying to put together, you know, a team. This is, mm-hmm. I guess we would call it crowdsourcing, to use a modern vernacular. The the voters decide who's going to end up on the, on the team. Gotcha. And so uh, we work with each other. Sometimes we work around each other. But I don't question the motivation. I believe that each each board member really wants what's best for, the, for our students and our teachers. Mm-hmm. And how we get to those goals may be uh, open for discussion, but that is what American representative government looks like, yeah. is people coming together from different backgrounds with different perspectives and then working things through. It's always a little sloppy at times. It, it, it does happen. Some people referred to you know legislation as sausage making. Fortunately, we don't do a whole lot of legislating, but we do do a lot of uh, policy review and that sort of thing. I, I think back about uh, President Reagan. When he was president, there was Tip O'Neill. And the two of them would go at it and then go out and have lunch together. It, that's a hard thing to do, to, to build that bridge. Do you think that's where we ought to be? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, and I think most of the time uh, we just have to remember we're, we're discussing ideas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but that does, as you alluded in, in the introduction, uh, it, it can arouse certain passions. And, and I think that's why um, – you know, we as leaders, I mean, there's a there's essentially we're that's what diversity is about is having different personalities. But each one of us and I'll just talk about myself. I mean, the first time I got on the board, uh, my wife held a Bible and I put my hand on it and I swore to uphold the United States Constitution. I swore to uphold the Georgia state constitution and to enforce the policy of the Cobb County School District. And I think that's a, a, a solemn a solemn oath or oaths that that you take, and I think that that needs to be in the background of all of us when we're working, because that it that makes it a little bit the job is a little bit different when you've started out with that kind of thing. So, you know, I, I do believe that we all take that part seriously. So, with that experience, and now we're going to pivot and look forward. How do you plan on keeping things on track for the the remainder of your term as as board chair? Well. You know, it's interesting um, because the chair is involved in agenda prep, which technically is called the, the chair agenda prep because the chairman is supposed to be in charge of the meeting. Mm-hmm. And uh, certain things are routine. Uh, I was looking over the agenda the other day, and, of course, we always have uh, leased equipment that we're going to sell off to bring some money back into the system. Mm-hmm. But uh, the superintendent has things that need um, approval by the board, and those things may change. And then uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but we have a schedule of presentations the superintendent provides at the beginning of the year that we can anticipate. So I think getting to the end of the year, I said I don't, I don't foresee 
anything major at this point, but uh, a lot of times, you know, things, you know, pop up and and then we need to address it. But I, yeah. I, I think we're going to do fine. I really think people need to realize that while there may be lots and lots of discussion, uh, at the end of the day, the system itself, the teachers and our students, um, they're being provided with the services they're supposed to get. And um, and and we're not. I don't see us standing in the way of making sure that the learning is is taking place in our in our classrooms, that our teachers and our employees are being taken care of. Now, there are some people out there who may not fully understand or appreciate what the board's purpose is. Is there a, a concise way to state that? Well, uh, first of all, uh, think of the board as representing the community. Repres- representative being a, a key word. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hire the superintendent. We have one employee. That's the superintendent. Uh, the superintendent and the board uh, pretty much operate within the um, the policies and the uh, the code, the official code of Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't can't really go making up a whole lot of stuff because we have to conform to all these different guidelines, and then to approve the budget. And the superintendent puts together the budget. Uh, he and his team, based on um, what the uh, the the, the needs are going to be, mm-hmm. uh, what the student population is going to look like, what the uh, what kind of employees do we need uh, on hand to serve those, especially with special needs, that sort of thing. Mm. And so then we approve the budget and uh, and set the millage rate. That was one of the things which we have not changed. That uh, is one of the, but that's about it. We don't really have a whole lot we're supposed to do. Would it be fair to say, you know, the superintendent has this great. Uh, phrase that he likes to use. There are those who teach and those who support those who teach. Would you consider the board in that we, second group? We're supporting those who teach. And 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 I might add is that uh, my dad, uh, his first first career was as a minister. Okay. And he left the ministry and went into teaching. In 1960, hmm. he had moved back here. He had married my mom His uh, after his first wife had passed away. He was from this area, so he moved back to Atlanta and entertained the idea of finding another church. But in his situation, because of his theology degrees and other things, he was allowed to get a teaching certificate. So he helped oh, open wow. Thurrell High School in 1960. And until he passed away, he was a social studies, economics, civics te- teacher in Atlanta high schools. And the only thing, I, one little piece of trivia I share occasionally is when I got on the board and met Mr. David Banks, I found out that his wife, Kay, was in my dad's first homeroom at Thurrell High School <laughs> many, many years ago. So it's sometimes a it's world. a small world, exactly. Yeah. So uh, the lesson there is be careful what you say and who you say it to. Because yes. it could come, come back to you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, um, every now and then, uh, you know, earlier we were talking about the passions of, of people on the board, but, you know, that's not just – People on the board, people in the community get passionate about issues. So every now and then, these uh, groups of, of parents and, and other folks bring issues to the board through typically public comment. Yes. Um, is that helpful and worth their time to come to the board meetings? And, and also, why don't you dialogue with them when, when they come to to talk to the board. One of the things that we're taught in school board training, which we're all members of the Georgia School Board Association, <clears throat> and we are, we, we, uh, school board officials are one of the one of the only groups in Georgia that is, has required so many hours of continuing education mm-hmm. every year. But one of the inf- things that's emphasized is a school board meeting is not a public meeting. 
The school board meeting is a meeting held in public. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. So we have our agenda. So the reason not the dialogue, we, we you know, the public comment, and, and depending on where you are in the state of Georgia, we have one of the more generous public comment periods. Um, a lot of people, if they have something important to say, they, they usually can get it said in two minutes. Yeah. So um, uh, I, I think it's important. In fact, if somebody were to go back in history, they'd find that uh, yours truly attended a couple of public comment sessions back in uh, the 20, 20th century or early 21st. <laughs> the 1900s. Yeah, well, yeah. And, uh, but, but no, I think it's important. But no, there doesn't need to, uh, need to be the dialogue. But when people come up and speak from their heart, mm-hmm. um, yes, there's times when it's all organized and you know that people have basically come in and repeated the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to stop that. In fact, with all the news about board meetings and public comments throughout the country, I'm very proud that we have not inhibited anyone's free speech. As mm-hmm. long as they're willing to comport themselves in a, in a, in a, in a, um, in a proper manner, uh, you know, it's welcome. Uh, we don't necessarily like some of the things we hear occasionally, but right. I understand where it's coming from, and I understand people, they want to be heard. So I would say that uh, public comment is important. I don't think it's a waste of their time. that It's being communicated. But the other thing is, is remember or think about the fact that we now have the Internet, email, voicemail, uh, not to mention the old snail mail, which we don't see as much of anymore. But occasionally yeah. I get letters from constituents. But <laughs> before we had all this other media, the only way a constituent could be heard and make sure they were being heard by the board was to show up for public comment. Mm-hmm. But we get lots of emails. We get uh, I get voice messages. Sometimes it's very unique. And that's a situation of where if it's appropriate and not micromanaging uh, the board member getting involved on a one-on-one situation, try and help make sure that things stay in the right lane to try and get things done. So all those things work. I think as long as the constituents are making sure that, that, that we know what's on their mind, you know, we're hearing it. We're good. Thinking back about, uh, you must have been able to hear hundreds of people <laughs> give you their advice or comments or what have you. Does anything stand out in your mind uh, any one issue where you heard someone in public comment that swayed you in, in some form or fashion? It's hard to point to any one thing. And I'm springing this on you. you I are, understand. And it, it, well, we've gone through COVID, the whole COVID thing. Uh-huh. Uh, because think about, let me back up and say something. I think a lot of the passion, not all, but a lot of passion comes out of a a fear from someplace. Yeah. Let's, I mean, think about parents. I think ultimately some of the times when they get passionate about their, their students, because they're afraid of their child failing. They're, they're, yeah. they're failed. And, and so out of that fear is where their passions well up. I want my, my student, my child to, to get this or whatever. So I understand that. So think about the last two years or whatever, when we were dealing with COVID and there was so little, there was limited factual information. Yeah. Or let's say that the there were facts, but they were coming from different directions. Mm. So out of that, I believe, arose a certain amount of fear. And we're all trying to work through this thing together. And so people show up in public comment, and they make references to certain things. And you're not necessarily hearing those on the news or whatever. But it, now you've got a reason, or I would say me, now I have a reason to go do a search on this on the Internet and find out what are they talking about. Yeah. So. And again, I won't get to anything one specific thing, but you know, the mask, no mask, the all this other stuff. That I think that is something where 
it, I think it caused all of us to, well, all right, let's go look at this. Yeah. But uh, so it's not, you know, it's not a bad thing. Then there's, uh, I remember before I ever got on the board, uh, do you remember I attended one meeting one time when a lot of the special needs people were uh, making uh, uh, comments. And uh, as I recall, uh, the superintendent uh, made some made started looking into to the special needs program. Uh-huh. So I I don't want anybody to think that they show up and even though we don't respond because that's our policies we do not respond in public right. that we're not listening we're listening every voice is considered and heard yeah okay so it's getting through yeah okay so it's it's good to know that uh, parents are being heard absolutely and their time is is worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Uh, to to come express their their concerns to you, so we're at the end here. Is there anything that you wanted to uh, add or something you want to well, discuss? Uh, of all the places where you could work in a school system in Georgia, Cobb County, according to Forbes, is the best place to be, uh-huh. and uh, and we could always use one more good one. Now you don't sit on the board of <laughs> <laughs> you don't sit on the board of Forbes, do you? No, boy, I wish I did. <laughs> that would be a nice gig. Yeah, no. Well, that, that's awesome. I mean, that's uh, it's nice being recognized by an outside group. What do you attribute that to? Is there any anything that you would suspect might be at the heart of their uh, consideration? Well, for that? I will attribute a lot of it to the fact that we have a superintendent who is an operations guy. Um, do you want a baseball player planning the next baseball park and all the facilities, or do you want someone who understands baseball parks and understands what facility is required? Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris Ragsdale, I think, has done a very good job of making sure that the infrastructure and everything is in place to support the teachers and the employees. And uh, and I, I'd give him a lot of credit for that, and I'd give the board credit for you know trusting this the superintendent to uh, to take a plan and run with it and see what the results are going to be and. This um, this recognition from Forbes, I think, is uh, is a stamp of approval. Yes, absolutely. Well, guys, we've been listening to the chairman of the Board of Education, Mr. David Chastain. Mr. Chastain, thank you so much for taking the time to come in. I know with two jobs, essentially, it's uh, time is is very. Um, precious to you so we appreciate you carving that out well i appreciate and i appreciate all you do and boy i wish i had a voice like yours (laughs) (laughs) my mom was a speech pathologist i'll I'll just leave it at that (laughs) but thank you so be sure to follow us or subscribe depending on where you listen be it on spotify itunes or some other uh platform you can even listen by clicking on that tiny icon on the cobb district homepage. you'll find on uh cobbk12.org You'll see the latest episodes as well as the prior ones. So uh, also you can find more information in the show notes. So make sure that you click on that and check it out. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on the Inside Scoop, a podcast produced by the Cobb County School District.